Welcome to part two of the second anniversary of the Anyone for Seconds podcast. I'm your host Matt and with me is Dave. Unfortunately Dave is suffering a little bit from zombieitis and he's very lucky that he's in isolation otherwise he would have got shotgunned. Hello. <laughs> yeah. See that, that's already that's already disgusting so I'm doing my best not to shoot him. Please, please don't put me out of my misery. Not yet. We've got an episode to get through, and then maybe when I've edited it and I've put it out, then you can finish me off. Uh, we, we shall see. So this is part two. So in the first part, we gave our top fives of each category, and I did do that correctly, regardless of what anybody says. <laughs> you did. And now we're moving into the listener feedback section, where we have some questions from... Slightly more people than last year, or maybe slightly less people than last year. Before we do that, though, I just want to say to everyone listening right now, uh, thank you very much for listening throughout all of 2021. It is greatly appreciated. We've got far more listeners than what we had last year, which absolutely blows my mind. We've had more guests this year. We've done more streams. I've even gone on and featured on other podcasts as well, which absolutely blows my mind. So I just want to say thank you very much, everybody, for putting up with this weird and wonderful endeavour. Is there anything for you, Matt, that kind of stood out in the last year, sort of like uh, podcast-wise for us? Do you, do you think like uh, that we did? That really sort of, you went, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that, or, or that was a good episode, or what, or what have you. I just like playing felony 1179. <laughs> um, in terms of good stuff, I think when we started doing casual chats was quite good. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed, enjoyed that a bit more. And I think educating you on fan edits is always, uh, is always amusing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, th- those are really the only sort of bits that stand out in my memory to a degree. But then yeah. last year was like six years long, so it's very hard to kind of judge what was going on and such. So true, true. Starting the uh, the side order thing is actually really quite refreshing in a way because it lets us kind of actually talk about good stuff, not always about really awful or just plain mediocre things. So that's always a nice joy. I think for me personally. I think it was combat month, despite the fact that it nearly killed me, (laughs) editing-wise. Well, it did kill me. Fortunately, your suffering revived me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm still feeling it now, believe me. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, aside from that, I think combat month was really good fun. And as well, I think my personal favourite for this year was uh, the Denny One for Seconds episode. That that was a lot of fun. It was a nightmare to get together. But if you've not heard it, you definitely go listen to it. Because you hearing me and uh, the, our guest Denny have basically have opposing views on this is really quite funny because one moment you've got her going, Oh wow, I remember this. Wow, what what cute boot boots Barbie's wearing and stuff. I'm like, fuck this film. I fucking hate this. <laughs> it was quite funny to listen back to an edit but yeah good times all around good times all around well if you thought combat month was brutal just wait till we start our campaign of action
Oh, God. Oh, God. And on that note, we will now jump... Yeah, and on the... And on that note, we'll jump into some questions. Because, you know, hook and tease, I think, is something that you say when you're not coughing. It, it is definitely something I say. Hook and tease, hook and tease. I do indeed. So, should we start with the serious questions and then get into the, the, weird, the more weirder ones? Did we have serious questions? We had serious questions this time around. Oh, go on then. Go on then. Yeah, take, take point. First question is from Roxmore. Hello, frequent co-collaborator on this podcast on occasion whenever the words Pink Floyd are muttered. Who writes? Hello. Good, good morrow, Dave and Matt. I would like to know what was the first VHS you got? Own, owned, bought, found in a bush. What was your first DVD, then Blu-ray? And what was your first DVD player? What was your first DVD player, the PS2? Thanks for the podcast and here's to more years. So thank you very much. Um, yeah, do you want do you want to um, take 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 the field with this one? Yeah, I'm just thinking. I don't believe I have yet. So I'm just thinking. I have yet to find any media in a bush that I'm prepared to disclose on a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first VHS I got. I can't remember the first one. I don't believe I ever purchased a VHS um, I do recall in the early 90s because I'm that kind of age that if you were very lucky you'd get a brand new Disney film on VHS um, periodically and that's when they were bringing them out probably every few months uh, all the classics onto cassette I remember those and then arguably the, the first v, v, VHS well, it was always the Blues Brothers because um, it was in that that sort of beige cassette. Um, the cassette itself was actually, I believe, beige in colour. It was really yeah. peculiar. And yeah. I think Dad had had that since, like, oh, for a good few years, probably since before I was born, if if not longer. Um, mm. So that one stands out in memory. Never purchased one, though. It's weird because VHS, I to me... Um, VHS seemed seemed always to be more expensive than DVD. I know obviously DVD did eventually come down in price, but when you look back at these old catalogs and things like that, you see like a VHS tape going for like fifty pounds. It's like a copy of Broken Arrow or something like that. You're like, what? Who who in their right mind is paying fifty quid for a VHS of Broken Arrow since it's come out or what have you? you yeah, know, it's tempting though. It's it, admittedly. Arrow. Admittedly, yes, it would be tempting, but um, no, <laughs> not for me. I think it's just a sign of the commodity market then going, wait, you can actually buy a film and own it, and you don't have to go to a cinema to watch it, or wait for a rerun on TV, you can actually purchase and own it. What was the, what was the Disney slogan was, buy and, home and for your, buy and own for your home media collection or something. Take home the magic. Uh, Take home the magic. Stuff. That was the one. Take they, home the magic. That, that was the one. Yeah, that yeah. kind of slogan, and it was okay initially when I releasing like some of the classics, like The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Aladdin, Cinderella, uh, things, things of that nature. That, yeah. Not so much as the nineties progressed, mm. and then you're talking like um, uh, the Fox and the Hound Part Two, 
um, <laughs> and nonsense like that. But no, I think VHS. The the, the highlight of the VHS was watching all of the action movies that have been recorded off Sky. So like Terminator 1 and 2 back to back, Armor of God, um, Robocop, Predator. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. those are all the best ones because they were just taped off TV and they used to go in, and this is going to be uh, a memory test for anybody of a certain age, they used to go into fake books to look like on your shelf, they was to look like you had a classic book from a library like a thick hardback even oh my a blue God, or yes. a red sleeve so ours were all in blue sleeves and you pull it out and held a VHS tape and it wasn't until arguably a few years later I went that's meant to look like a book <laughs> and how when we put white stickers over the spine of the book edge to go like Terminator 1 Terminator 2 yeah because in those days those were only two Terminator films yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's certainly triggered a memory. What was it on one of those bloody videos where we taped? Dad had obviously taped it off Sky or whatever. Didn't it have like a trailer for um, Nightmare on Elm Street three on it or something like that. I can't remember what it was it, now. It had the trailer for Action Jackson followed by Nightmare on Elm Street Part three. There we um, go. <laughs> which so this goes back to that episode I recorded where for the longest time I'd wanted to see Axe and Jackson and that was because we had for some reason that and Nightmare on Elm Street part three trailers were recorded before we got into uh, the main event and that was on what was called Sky Box Office at the time where they go come into Sky Box Office and back in those days you just kind of have to watch the channel at the right time to see what it is you want to see yeah yeah yeah, it's amazing oh because I don't I don't necessarily like you. I don't remember owning a VHS tape like that I've purchased out of my own pocket money. I mean, oh oh shit! It's it's just come in. My brain's just whirred up. I tell you oh. what it was. First VHS I brought. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh good lord! Yes, it was. <laughs> and we brought that from what was that store called? It because it wasn't from a Virgin Mega store. It was from. It was. I our, can't remember the name. Our price store. choices. Our price. Yeah, it's opposite Possibly. where FOP was. Yeah. Before FOP was a thing. Yeah. God. What a disappointment. Yeah. I remember it. I remember it well because we took it home. And we put it on as soon, basically as soon as we got home. I remember it so yeah. vividly because you kind of walking down the street with it and like, yeah, I got the new Mortal Kombat, yeah. And he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> like even as a child watching it, going, that's not good. That's not as good Who's as the other shit? one. <laughs> Where's Christopher Lambert? I mean, as as I was going to say before, you triggered the memory. I don't think I ever like went out my way and bought. VHS tape. I mean, I had my own recordable tape to record stuff off the TV onto. Mm. I remember that, and it had Dave's tape written on it or what have you, but I think the first one I remember being gifted that I'm pretty sure I got as a present because I think it was the... Oh, I think it was either Transformers uh, Gen 1 uh, or it was... God, what was the name? This is going to test your grey cells, your grey matter. What was the name of the team-up that had the Phantom in it? <laughs> Defenders. The def Yes, it was Defender. Defenders of uh, Earth or something, wasn't it? 
I definitely yeah. remember having that, and I'm pretty sure that you also had. Didn't you have Batman sixty six, but animated? Yes, I did. At at some point as well, it That's... had it had um, the Riddler putting out like the cheesiest riddles, what were more like knock knock jokes, and it was like Batman and Robin go to place, and it was like, where is the so and so? And you'd be like, God damn it, Robin! That would be the old Gotham wrecking yard, and he'd do and I'd run over there, and you're like, oh my, awful. <laughs> awful, 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 awful. But that would have came that would have came out around the same time as the Star Trek the animated series though, so you I mean it was yeah. it was pretty much commonplace as well, you know, to spin it off. Which is just bonkers when you think about it now. But I've definitely got oh, memories yeah, of that. I have memories of that and yeah, like I say, Defend I think it was called Defenders of the Earth. I might see if I can find it later and yeah, because in. it was the Phantom, and there was like two or three other established. Sort Is of it like Flash Gordon or something as well? It no. might actually have been Flash Gordon. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, I very least I remember the the theme tune element. It stands out in memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I cannot remember. I just remember it was like we got it for Christmas one year. Because I remember, because one of us got the Defenders of the Earth and one of us got Transformers, and I can't remember which way around it was. <laughs> I honestly can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, oh. Might it have been not the Lone Ranger or somebody as part of that group? Because I'm thinking of the time of when the Phantom would have been prop- popular, what other properties there would have been. There was definitely a Native American character, though, wasn't there? Yeah. Definitely. Can't remember. I can't remember. Defenders of the Earth! Defenders! Out of the sky, his rockets ignite! Jets into battle, flying faster than light! Flash Gordon! Lord of the Jungle! The hero who stalks! The beasts call him brother! The ghost to war! Phantom! Defenders of the Earth! Defenders! Master of magic spells and illusion Enemies crumble in fear and confusion And drink Defenders of the Earth Defenders His strength is a legend His skills conquer all Armed with his power We never will fall Defenders of the Earth Defenders With our new young heroes Proving their worth Four become eight Defending the Earth I know the sequelizers talked about it for a point of time when they pitched what would they do as a cinematic universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it might have been Ashens that went, I'd do this. Yeah, I do remember that. I think that's probably why it's popped into my memory, to be fair. So, hmm. So the next part of this multi-part question was what was your first DVD and then Blu-ray? Well, I remember what the first DVD was and I can answer the, the, the second part of the question which was, was your first DVD player a PS2? Yes. <laughs> Our first DVD player was a PS2 that we were jointly gifted 
So I don't think we got it launched here. I think it may have been the year or so afterwards because I remember all year just looking at Resident Evil Code Veronica on the PS2 because it had the DVD in the store next to it of um, Devil May Cry. Code File West. No, Code Code Wesker, Code File Wesker, which was just a DVD of Wesker's. Oh, I don't remember log. that. I don't remember. Yeah. That. Oh. Yeah, it was a thing they brought out to to promote the PS2 um, version. And you're like, what do you mean Wesker? Wesker's dead. And I was like, oh, I really want that DVD. I want to see what Wesker's been doing. He's meant to be dead. And I just remember looking at that game like for a year. Just every time I walked into the game store, just picking up the, the case and looking and going, ooh, Resident <laughs> Evil, ooh. Because I remember that Code Veronica had the Devil May Cry disc in it. That's, yeah, I didn't know yeah. about the, I didn't know about the, um, yeah, Wesker's I Files. Yeah, it was called. I think it was just called Wesker's Files. That sort of s- seems to be ringing true somewhere along the line because I bet they probably use that for Resident Evil Five because Resident Evil Five comes up in a loading screen, doesn't it? Like the history of the franchise, the history of the Spencers and stuff. I've just googled it. Yeah, it's called Wesker's Report. Wesker's Report. That's that's yeah. the one. Yeah, and it was just on a DVD. And you could just um, watch it, presumably. I never actually got that. Very sure that'll be a collector's item at this point, but amusing nonetheless. But no, to to answer, what was the first DVD? Well, I remember what that was. The first one that we had for the Blu-ray player was the Mummy box set of The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Yeah. Brendan Fraser in a dual disc pack, which we still have. Do Um, indeed. Watched it the other weekend. It was very, very good. <laughs> yeah, because because I was like, everyone was like, put a film on. So this was over at Christmas time. Was put a film on. I'm like, no one could decide. I'm like, all right, we're watching the Mummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we had to play about with the settings for the uh, the subtitles, and I was like, you don't need them. You know what they say anyway. We've seen it so much. And you're like, no, no, no. If I'm gonna watch it, I, I want I want them on. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch it correctly. I want to know. What the, I want to see the subtitle for Hamanacha, I want to see the subtitle for Egypt, when the mummy's saying everything, I want to see that. If you insect uh, Yeah. <laughs> Amun Ra, Amun Day, speaks of the night and the day. You must not read from the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I also recall what the first DVD I purchased was. Yeah. I believe it was on back the Muay Thai warrior. Oh, good lord! Really? I believe so. Yeah. Bloody that hell. was at that point. I was just turning eighteen, so I'd already seen this on totally legal hooky import. And when it eventually released in the UK, like a year or two later, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna have that. And and I did. <laughs> fair? No, fair. That's so, um. Anyone? Anyone not familiar the Muay Thai Warrior, I believe, was one of the first starring roles for Tony Jaa, who's a brilliant martial artist. And in that film, uh, there's a couple of really cool fight scenes. There's one where he's in like a fight club, fighting this seven foot tall, huge white dude. Then he fights like a nutter who's like trying to kill him with a fridge because this nutter just picks up a fridge and is like trying to like beat him to death with it. Um, and he's like just kneeing and elbowing the fridge, attacking the person through it. Um, it sounds really cheap and nasty, but when you watch it, it's actually really epic. 
Is that the one where he's searching for his elephant? Yeah, someone stole his elephant. That's right. Someone no, stole no, his elephant. No, 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 no that's it isn't actually. This is the one where um, treasure robber people come to his village and saw the head of their holy statue that the village worship. That's right, that. yeah. And he's like, nah, bro. And he goes to, to find where the head is and it turns out this this treasure company has like, been stealing multiple ones. But the whole film has him like wrapping like a rope around his like forearm and hands so he can punch and elbow people even harder. Yeah. Um, and he's like jumping off buildings, like holding his like feet so he's driving his knees into people's chests and that. That's and it's right, brutal. Yeah. It's glorious. Because I remember at college we we did um, you know, you get free time. All they go, you need to do a social activity. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, well we had one where one of the teachers um, did martial arts and they just went well I'll host a free time thing where we just watch martial arts films so (laughs) I think I signed up to that four consecutive times so I ended up watching on back four consecutive times for that thing they're like don't you want to sign up for any other classes I'm like nope why would I want to sign up for any other classes I can watch martial arts and be as part of learning (laughs) it's like that's awesome. So, so okay. What was? Do you recall what the first DVD was you purchased? And was it an Italian gore film? I d- no, it wasn't. It wasn't. So, I think the same Christmas we got the PS2 slash DVD player. I remember it. I remember it so vividly because I think in the same year or possibly the year before, we just got our first ever home computer. And I opened up this weird-looking shaped case, which we now commonly known as a DVD case. And I was kind of opening it up, and I'm like, "Huh, it's Shrek, but it's not on VHS. <laughs> it's on yeah. DVD." Bearing in mind, we hadn't opened the PS2 at this point because Mum and Dad obviously said, "Go downstairs, get two parcels, uh, wait for I, us." I think, I think, funnily enough, at the same time, shortly thereafter, I opened up Resident Evil Code Veronica yes. <laughs> on PS2 as well. Yeah. Because I'd opened it and I'd gone, ha, huh, it, it's on the wrong format. And then Matt's like, I remember you turning around going, yeah, we've got a PS2. And I went, no, 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 because they might have got a wire from the computer to plug it into the TV. I don't know where I'd got this from. I'd... Clearly, that's a thing that you can do now. But at the time, I was like, that that sounds like bullshit coming from me. So I remember that. I remember as well getting Cats and Dogs, the Warner Brothers uh Live action, Toby Maguire led. Uh, Fuck it, was Toby family, Maguire. Family, family, family film. Stupid little dog. Let's yeah. face it. Um, the cat in that was the the hero, even though he's the villain. Since the beginning of time, a war for planet Earth has been fought between two worthy adversaries. A war so secret, so covert, that it could be happening in your own living room. I'm on to you, kitty, and you're in big trouble. I think not, baby puppy. It is you who is in trouble. Look out! You promised me a professional. There's no time, Butch. Oh, like we haven't seen that five billion times. They may be cute and cuddly, mm. but inside... <laughs> warriors. At what point did you forget that we are trying to take over the world? Mr. Tinkers! <laughs> Time for your bath! 
cats and dogs. You're kidding. I'd get to be a real agent like you? Don't wet the paper just yet. Ironically, I actually watched it the other weekend because it was on TV. Of course you did. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah, he's trying to build a cure to stop um, for, allergies, for allergies to, for... to dogs. And the cats yeah. are like, no, we must not allow this to happen. Well, yeah. if he can create a cure, we can reverse it and make everybody allergic to dogs. And then cats can ascend to be the true master species um, <laughs> and take over the world or something. It's yeah. it's truly ridiculous. And yeah, I know it's not a good film. It's not a good film, but I've got a lot of nostalgia for it just based purely off of that. And there's certain little bits in it that there's like a bit where the uh, the family called the Brodies, because ha, Goldblum, get it? get it um they go to a uh, they get tricked to go into a uh, football game and then they these cats chuck in a uh, smoke grenade and you just see this puppet of a cat just sort of slowly come into frame it's wearing a gas mask and it just does like this really awkward dance you're like that's so terrible but also so brilliant at the same time <laughs> was was the main villain cat which was like a white persian um, that breeder cat was he called Mr. Tinkles? Yes, yes, he was. Because <laughs> uh, he, because the thing was, he was doing all these evil, maniacal sort of Doctor Evil things to camera, and then whenever a human would come in the room, he'd go back to acting like a cat. And wasn't his human owner someone that would walk in the room and go, "Oh, it's Mr. Tinkles," and pick him up and dress him up as like a little sailor and stuff like that? The maid, yeah, yeah, and absolutely, yeah. yeah. Hated going, get your filthy hands off me. When I take over the world, you will be first on my list. (laughs) So, so stupid. It's so stupid. It's not a good film at all. And the sequel's even worse, but yeah. Because isn't it at the end, because I'm just going to spoil the end of it, isn't it at the end where um, he's been defeated and everybody's found out that cats can talk, or at least he's made them that? just takes him to her sister so there's all three of them going he's been a very naughty boy and then they all dress him up and make him do a photo shoot in different that's the one <laughs> yeah. with the ending yeah. credits of Tom Jones what's new pussycat <laughs> yeah that's right fuck me such see I'm traumatised by that yeah it's such a bad film but it's it's yeah the sequel's even worse because didn't we see that at the cinema I want to say because reasons uh, yeah they didn't even bring back Mr Tinkles did they oh no they did didn't they because they did the whole thing of he's in jail and they do the whole Hannibal Lecter thing wasn't he a post credits thing wasn't the main villain oh, like a hairless possibly. cat or something then he come back for the third one then he come back for the third one as like Mr Tinkle's revenge or something oh I don't know I, I remember it because he was doing the Hannibal uh, Silence of the Lambs thing so the, you see him and he's got the mask on like Hannibal Lecter does and then it's like a post credits thing where he's like ah I'm on holiday I escaped anyway that's yeah, enough about um, that's enough about cats and dogs yeah. So the first one I remember purchasing, first DVD, was a double pack of Simpsons DVDs. Pretty sure it was a double pack. One of them was a Christmas with the Simpsons that had like a couple of different Christmas episodes on it. And the other one was like a classic Simpsons episodes thing. I can't remember what was on that one. But I remember the Christmas one because Mm. it's got the one where Lisa turns Buddhist. Yeah, again, we're talking about the Simpsons again throughout these bloody anyway um yeah it's got the one where uh, lisa turns buddhist and marge tries to tempt her back with christmas cookies 
and she throws them in the bin and you get Bart coming and go oh right trash cookies yeah <laughs> and trash it just cookies. it just gets me every single time <laughs> yeah this this is the thing the early 2000s were very much a time where we were all brainwashed by um media conglomerates to buy tv shows and dvd i think i collected like the first 10 or 12 seasons of csi on dvd and then yeah. i brought all the x files on dvd and then now nowadays you look back and go why on earth are you buying a tv show on dvd and you're going we didn't have streaming yeah this is how you would end up watching stuff just yeah me oh car media horrible people yeah it's absolutely mad the finalist part of the question first blu-ray so we're now getting even more recent so i think for me was iron man oh really yeah because i really loved iron man when i saw it at the cinema and then when i was like oh blu-rays are a thing i'm like i want to see iron man in hd 1080p doing yeah. his iron man stuff because of that cool soundtrack and also that's that first film as a standalone was brilliant Especially yeah. when he's like doing all of these um, DIY and building the armor and stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, and I still watch that Blu-ray every so often. I, yeah, Iron Man 2008. Wow. I suppose if you're going to show off the power of Blu-ray back then, no, technically, didn't you get something with your PS3 though? Am I right in thinking? Because you bought one of the original fat oh, PS3s, well, didn't you? Yeah, didn't you yeah, get? Yeah. Um, to, 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 to be technically correct, when I brought my PS3, which was a launch model PS3, it come bundled with a game, which was Resistance Fall of Man. It's a brilliant game. If you haven't played it, you probably shouldn't now because older games just play like crap. And Sony still haven't sorted out backwards compatibility. And when they do, it'll be streaming and they'll make you buy all your games again, even though you've got them on disc. Bastards. Anyway, um, it actually come with... I think it was the Fantastic Four film, the one with Chris Evans in. Uh, yeah, the uh, Tim Story Iron one. Yeah. Grifford or whatever he was. Yeah. Uh, on Blu ray. And the downside of that at that time was if you didn't have a HD TV and you put in a Blu ray to your PS3 to watch it on a standard TV, the Blu ray wasn't intelligent enough to correct the pixel count. Yeah. Whereas on a game, it would downscale it to. To SD, so actually got that film and couldn't watch it because of the <laughs> way it would have outputted for the longest time, which was a blessing because why the fuck would you want to watch that? And I, I think the funny thing is, as soon as I, I think that was one of the things that we traded into like one of those, um, it's called the sex dot shop, um, which is the um, just a store we can trade in DVDs nowadays. I think that was one of the first things we traded into there. Go, yeah. Do not want, do not want takeaway. <laughs> Which has now triggered what I wanted to say about VHSs. So I'll let you speak for a bit, and okay. then we'll come back to what I wanted to say about VHSs. But um, Alpha Fan, yeah. So the first one I brought technically was the Fantastic Four, but that was unwillingly come <laughs> with my PS3 because it come with a game and a film, and I can't remember. And if that was the better film out of the options. Lord only knows what the other ones were. But the first one I brought standalone that I actually wanted was Iron Man. For me, guess what? Was it an Italian gore film? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so I, I collected DVDs for the longest time. I still do. 
because I love physical media. As as convenient as streaming is, physical media for me is just my bread and butter. It's just I love it so much. Especially when we're talking about Italian gore films. They're not overly popular on Netflix, are they? No, and unless obviously you want to go out of your way and find subscribe to a service like Shudder, which in the UK is not particularly brilliant for that. The American Shudder is very, very good. Obviously, I know VPNs and such exist, but how much of a ball ache is it to get a VPN and, and log into stuff? Anyway, I digress. So I moved out of the family home when I was about... 19 or so and obviously I moved in with my my ex and she still had a DVD player I was like what the hell's this why why do you still have a DVD player there's this blu-rays you know they're they're great okay so I went out I remember buying a blu-ray player and I remember I I researched it I researched it because I specifically wanted one which you could hack the well quote unquote hack the DVD region on it, so you could play all region DVDs. Hmm. So that was a big thing. I've still got a couple of my uh, region one DVDs, I believe, which I've um, imported from. Or, of course, I do. Well, stuff like Clerks, the animated show, which you can't get over here, which I've got on region one DVD, and I think I've got a couple of uh, more obscure horror films you can't get over here. But the very first Blu-ray I bought, I think I bought three of them. I can remember two of them. The first one I bought was Lucio Fulci's Zombie Flesh Eaters, a.k.a. Zombie 2, a.k.a. Zombie, because fuck me, I love that film so much. It's one of my favourite films. I will not hear a bad word said about it until now. I have no bad words to say because I haven't watched it, and it would be very unfair of me to criticise it, even though I haven't seen it. But as it falls under the category I've described as zombie gore film, I kind of do have some predetermined opinions. <laughs> I think as well, I brought The House by the Cemetery, which again is another Lucio Fulci film. Because of course. And I believe the third one I bought is part of a bundle that I bought like off eBay of all places. I believe was actually Day of the Dead. Romero's Day of uh, the Dead, that is. Yeah, because was that the... No, I've mixed up in my mind with Dora then. I was going to say, was that the super extended one with the alternative footage? But I was thinking of Dawn rather than Day. No, so when I finally got the Blu-ray player, I mean, all these releases that I've just said are all Arrow films, Arrow video films releasing. By the time I got the D, uh, Blu-ray player, I think Dawn of the Dead had come out, but the rights to it had been lost. So they kind of went back into purgatory, meaning that the, the the, their Blu-ray set was just so expensive and it was out of print you couldn't get it eventually I imported the theatrical version from Australia Australia <laughs> that, that is probably one of the worst accent attempts I've ever had I know I'm terrible I know Sam listens to this so I, I, I apologise profusely <laughs> oh, I, th- I, th- I think you should Like, if you're not careful you'll get cancelled by the internet <laughs> so I imported that from Australia and then <laughs> you were still about to do an accent then I the nearly was stumbled, yeah I did the way you stumbled around <laughs> saying Australia bloody hell anyway I, I'm put, I imported it from down under and then yeah I think there's a new version of it out on Blu-ray that came out within the last year or so but that's got all the super duper extended stuff and I remember buying because I was like ah 
I've now got this cracked Blu-ray player. I remember importing Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it was like six discs or something, something obscene from America. It had all the versions. Had like a mini comic book in it. Had like I think it had the soundtrack in it as well. Can't remember. Not sure if I've still got it. Probably haven't, knowing me. But yeah, that yeah, as ex- as is expected, I bought Gore. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 fair enough. So the thing I wanted to to mention about VHS is will actually lead into a conversation about DVDs as well. The first thing I wanted to say is with VHSs this was back in the day where you had these stores you could go to and you could borrow a VHS cassette watch it and then return it in person <laughs> and that sounds probably like such an alien concept to people but that's the thing we used to do we used to go outside into the real world to go to a store to borrow this like black rectangular bit of plastic watch it and then return it within two to three days truly bizarre times no I, I think I probably did that for a few times on DVD because at that point they were that, at that time borrowing stuff on disc was just not a thing that was done anymore either it's really odd to think that we're experiencing that, that a whole generation of people now that that's an experience they can't ever do um, yeah because I know you're kind of skirting around it, but Blockbuster was a big one. But I don't think we ever... We, we did sort of towards the end of its life cycle. But I remember vividly that w- there used to be a... It was always from the one stop down the road, wasn't it? Yeah, and was it even before it was called One Stop? Was it back when they were called, like, um, Dylan's or something? Possibly. I don't know. That's... Because you, you could look at the VHS cassette box which looked like the home retail and then when you go to the counter with this empty case to go can I rent this please they'd take out the cassette in like a typical clear case that's got this red and blue logo on which was the store's logo so that if you did steal it you know or didn't return it you've got a cassette on your shelf with like the most garish looking (laughs) case going and that was their whole strategy to dissuade you from just keeping it because all you needed was to go to the store and go, I want to borrow this, you know, and sign up for a membership where I think they just take a name and address, which back in those days, that was before the internet, you could have just gone, yes, I'm Mr. Smith. Yeah. Truly bizarre. And that's not even, you know, before you get into stuff like what was the original version of Netflix and Love Film, which got merged into Amazon Prime, where, you know, you could it was a postal service wasn't it yeah so that was the escalation because so then what what happened was everybody went so this whole boring thing from stores is a bit antiquated what if for your dial up internet connection you could go on the internet and browse a library and then request a film you want and they'll post it to you revolutionary because of the kinds of people I follow online I know, I think there is actually only one rental place in the UK let. I think there's two or three that would actually rent out DVDs, videos, Blu-ray and that kind of thing. And I cannot remember where it is. I, I do want to take a pilgrimage to there at one point, though. And it's unlike the National Trust Protection List. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually an independent store. 
um, I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what it is, but I follow the guy that runs it on on Twitter, and he's always asking for like donations and stuff. If you've got old DVDs or whatever you want to get rid of, and he sort of comments on the stuff that people rent as well. So the other day there was like a person that rented. Uh, no, they handed in Mrs. Brown's boys to donate. Oh, did he decline but then, it? But then with it, it was the complete Kurosawa collection still sealed. <laughs> that is an eclectic taste right there. And it's like, wow, that's 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 mad. You're into your Mrs. Brown's boys and fucking Akira Kurosawa. It's like, wow, okay, that's um, yeah, that's that just boggles the mind. Like I said, you, yeah, that... you know, I know the states had things like uh, Redbox as well, where you could go to like a vending machine and get them from get DVDs and stuff from a vending machine, couldn't you? If memory serves, I may be inventing this. I remember that sounded like a thing, and to it me that sounds like thing, such yeah. an alien concept going to a vending machine to get to get it. But then arguably, going to a store to borrow a physical thing or onto the internet to wait for something to be posted to use an alien concept in this day and age as well. To to be fair, yeah. that leads me into the next part of my conversation, which was when you started talking about region three and that. So this was mm-hmm. a thing that blew blew my mind. With VHS, to the best of my knowledge, was you could buy that anywhere in the world and that would play. The cassettes were, I think, all universal in size and shape, so you could buy a cassette in America and it would play in the UK, is my understanding. I could be incorrect on that, but I don't think there was any type of region locking. That I, I do know that you would have had um, a lot like old game consoles, you, you may have had issues with um, frame rates or something called Hertz. Yeah, it would have probably been outputting at the correct uh, frame rate and Hertz and such, because I know that America tends to use 60 Hertz, where we have in Europe uh, 50 Hertz. Well, we certainly did around that time, not so much anymore with the advent of high definition and such like anyway. Yeah, so... As far as I can recall, I could be wrong, and I have to, I've done all of the research, being none at all. I don't think region locking was ever a thing. So when DVDs come around, they're like, "Oh, you can," and at that kind of point, the internet was a thing. And you're like, "Oh, I could go on eBay." Sorry, Dave will go on eBay, <laughs> and he could buy all sorts of shit from all over the world from all sorts of hooky people. And then it turned out that they deliberately made these things, even though they're all a look like a disc. That somehow cleverly made a way to stop you just buying and playing other regions' content, mm. and then you you get into the thing and going, oh well, you fall within this region, so you can't play this. You fall into that region, you can't play that. Buying players that either could be unlocked or acted as region free, as in F R W E, that that without region locking, became this huge thing of finding like a code online that would unlock your you your um device to play DVDs yeah. from another country. Truly bizarre. It's just the craziest of things. And again, I I think when Blu-ray come around they just kind of abolished that. I was literally gonna say it because Blu-ray they they do it but it's not necessarily for because I looked into this because I'm I'm sad. I'm I'm all in for physical media. It's mainly to do with rights and distribution. It's mainly what it's for, especially for the kind of stuff that I collect. So things like the Arrow video stuff, uh, cult cult horror, cult movies, things like that. You know, 
so I had to go out of my way. I was trying to find a copy of Cannibal Ferox because, of course, I was. So for whatever reason, you c- you can get it in the UK, but it's locked to Region B. Fine. Is that an cut. Italian golf film? It is. It is. Can you tell by the name? Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's cut. So I was like, okay. Grindhouse have put out an amazing version out on Blu-ray in the States. I was like, ah, oh, I'll see if I can import that. But the funny thing with that is that the extras disc is region free on a Blu-ray, but the film itself is a region A. And they've gone, well, ah, oh, it's because of rights and distribution, who we've managed to get the rights from to be able to put this out. It's really odd because it still kind of happens within the smaller kind of cult films, whereas if you look at films from like Disney or Warner Brothers and things like that, they tend to get the release, pretty much global release on the same day, to prevent people from importing it, which is a really baffling thing, because I was listening to a podcast uh, called the Sega Guys podcast, which is absolutely excellent, go check it out if you like Sega, so they were talking about how they got their first ever Dreamcast, now the Dreamcast in European power regions and such didn't actually release on until nine nine don't know if you remember that Matt it was a whole slogan for it wasn't yeah. it it was September the 9th 1999 it was a revolution Japan got theirs a year earlier in 1998 so the guy said oh they managed to like buy, buy it from like an import shop and they were playing all these games like a year and stuff before they all come out in Europe and then obviously when PS2 came out Sony kind of put the kibosh on importing things, so they would blacklist shops if they were selling like import PS2s or import PS2 games and things like that because money reasons, monetary reasons, and such. Like, I'm not quite sure mm. what the whole reasoning was, but it was to stop kind of the import, the import trade because I suppose technically they're only getting one lot of money as opposed to two lots of money where they release it in that territory and then this territory. Whereas if you're yeah. importing it, the buyer's going to buy it from, like, say, Sony, and then your your consumer is going to buy it straight from, you know, the person who's imported it. I think it might be because DVD, well, Blu-ray at the very least, I think the technology was developed in Japan. Yeah. And Sony may or may not have been involved with it. It wouldn't surprise me if for the initial years... They may have got back some kind of kickback just on selling the physical discs that companies would then burn media onto. So if you can control what regions it are, you'd have companies buying a whole load of Blu-rays or DVDs going, well, that's a region A. They then have to buy the same amount for region B to sell the same thing over. Whereas if you you could play anything anywhere, that kind of reduces your scope for money. But again, this, this... also probably goes back to a thing with VHS where okay you could play them anywhere but this was back in the days in the UK you could watch a film in the cinema and three years later it'd come to VHS to buy Yeah. but in this, so the same logic in the States but they would tend to get movies a year or so before us thereby they'd get them on home media before us so you could actually import them and watch them before they come out in cinema here yeah. which is unheard of now you get simultaneous global release in cinema and then stuff tends to come out on streaming or or um, physical media within a few months rather mm. than years 
I think it's Disney's, Disney that famously have a 12-week... I can't remember if it's a 12-week or 16-week turnaround from that initial release window at cinemas. It's as soon as it's released at the cinema, it's within 12 to 16 weeks. It's then out on streaming home media available to purchase because there was a big lawsuit a couple of years back. Again, citation very much needed. There was a big lawsuit, I think it was to do with Alice in Wonderland, of all things, about how... <laughs> I can't remember if it was Odeon or Cineworld basically went what the fuck Disney you, you're because they wanted to take it from 16 to 12 weeks I believe it was and Odeon or someone went like went, went, what the fuck you're reducing our, our window to basically profit from this film and there was a big lawsuit I can't remember how, how it got resolved but that was definitely a thing I remember seeing and I'm 99% sure it's it was Alice in Wonderland Back in the 90s, a film was on at the cinema like at least six months, if not longer. Whereas nowadays, if I don't see a film within its first two weeks of release, unless it's a Marvel film, if you don't see it within its first two weeks of release at the cinema, you'll never see it at the cinema. You just miss it. Whereas in the 90s, you go, oh, say like The Matrix had come out in like January. You could still go see that in the summertime because it'd still be showing multiple screenings a day. Mm. That's a relic of the past, isn't it? It, it? Especially when you look at... Take last year, for example. I mean, you couldn't move for bloody screens for Spider-Man Ho- uh, No Way Home. But earlier in the year, I tried to see Freaky, which is a Blumhouse production uh, with Vince Vaughn in it. It's like a body swap. I think I talked about it on a Grand Day Out episode. Yeah, you talk, it's where um, uh, the girl body swaps with Vince Vaughn and he's yeah. a serial killer, so the that's serial the killer one. becomes teenage girl or something. That's the that's the one. Yeah. But I pretty much had to see that one in the first week of release. I don't know whether it's because like the company didn't buy enough screens for it or what have you, or but I I remember seeing it about two or three weeks after release, and I think it was on maybe once a day. And it was like, come on, really? You know, that's the same thing with uh, if you remember Machete. When when yeah. Robert Rodriguez's uh, machete came out, they had the posters up in the cinema. They're advertising it, say it was coming out, and and then they never showed. They it never showed it. It's it's complete madness, <laughs> you know. But it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's it's money. To summarise, that was a great question from Roxmore because look how far we've drifted. Yes, thank you very much. I don't know how much mileage we're going to get out of these next two, but um, we'll uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll do we'll, well do a nice. We'll easy find one. out if if we end up back at the nineties, um, we'll know they were good questions. That's how I'm measuring it. <laughs> okay. Does it trigger nostalgia? We'll we'll see what happens. This one may not with you. So the next question comes from Lee McCat uh, at Ivy McCat on the Twitters who I'm assuming is aimed directly at me. Have you seen The Wicker Man yet? Before I get into this lo- before I get into this loaded question, I just want to say Lee is part of a band called This Is Not a Drill and his e- their EP Fight Like a Girl I bought as part of Bandcamp Friday last year. It's fucking amazing. If you like your hardcore old school proper punk, go check them out. Have I seen The Wicker Man? I've still seen the Nicolas Cage one. Didn't you do an episode on I, it, I mean, yes. <laughs> I did that with the uh, lovely Nicky and Bunty. But it's one of those that I'm not going to go out of my way to try and find to watch. If I see it in a shop 
and it's there I'm going to buy it and I'm going to watch it which is a massive kind of boo-boo on my part I think because I know how much of a a legacy this film has got I tell you what then let's check unofficial sponsor just watch to see if that's available anywhere on streaming I bet it's on Amazon Prime because everything's on Amazon Prime <laughs> okay the what's that 1973 is that's available in our region good from Amazon £2.49 Google Play £2.49 YouTube £2.49 Apple TV £3.49 because they're bastards because it's and Apple. something called the Biffy Player <laughs> for £3.50 oh I think that's meant to be BFI is that British Film Institute yeah perhaps British Film yeah so even then in terms of online watchability not on Netflix not on Amazon Prime which are the two big players in our region, to be clear. So to watch that, you have to buy it through... You have to be on Amazon Prime, but then you have to then buy it with actual money, which is another issue I have with online video streaming. If I'm subscribed for online video streaming, why are you charging me for this film that come out in the 70s? <laughs> this is why physical media is king. Yeah, I could understand if it was a brand new release say like Spider-Man for example that's just come out if they went yeah you can watch an online streamer because it's super new you need to pay an extra few quid fine I get it however the 1970s was about 50 years ago now again it is, it is one of those that I am going to get round to if I see it on DVD or I see it on Blu-ray I will pick it up at a good decent price it's not one I'm going to go out of my way to find but I've got so much here I need to watch already and it's growing because I've I've now got two separate but just for for the listeners at home I've got two separate boxes I've got a box of hashtag content which is just full of stuff that I want to cover on the podcast at some point I've got another box which is like my personal box that I want to watch from so both of these boxes are filled overfilled no less and yeah it's just difficult to find time and stuff keeps keeps coming out it keeps coming out really cheaply as well but yeah um my goal for 2022 is is to watch the wicker man <laughs> and, and when we're talking boxes we're talking like the big 45 liter capacity boxes yeah just just <laughs> just just so you're not going oh he's got like a shoebox full no 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 these are the huge 45 liter capacity boxes that he's got overflowing yeah if you imagine a room just imagine a room and imagine it as a wasteland Every bit where there's a bit of floor space where you could put sank is like DVDs and media. <laughs> you know, that's fair. I'm actually currently looking at my pile of Xbox games that are kind of precariously kind of stacked on top of a um, house MD box set. <laughs> and then yeah, next yeah. to that is my box of CD, a box of CDs, which on top of that it- is a box full of CDs, Blu-rays, DVDs. And then next to that is a stack uh, of boxes just filled with Blu-rays and DVDs, and ironically, on top of it, actually, it's got a couple of graphic novels that I've purchased recently. Which, now that I'm uh, been infected with uh, zombieitis, I'm I'm actually going to read. <laughs> Check in with me with a couple of weeks if I've actually read them. <laughs> I will, I will, because it sounds like they're on the list. So anyway, to to answer your question. Yeah, I was going to say, to answer the question, I have seen neither that nor the 
the new version. I can't remember it is. Yeah, I've seen neither that nor the Nick Cage version. But then I'm not so much of a, a horror person. If there was an, uh, an action film, I would have seen it. But that genre... Nick Cage's mm. Wicker Man is not a horror film. It is an unintentional comedy and it is hilarious. I also don't like a lot of American comedies either, to be fair. <laughs> but it's it's a bad, really, really bad comedy. I mean, to be fair though, with the Wicker Man, uh, the Nick Cage one, you can probably watch the best bits online. That's probably the best way to watch it, to be honest, is out of context because it's even funnier. Oh, I've definitely seen it out of context. Ah, the bees, the like bees, the, not the bees. The, the bit where he like punches a guy in a bear suit to steal their push bike. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one of those films where if you sit down with a couple of friends, you've ordered in takeaway, and you've got a couple of beers down here, it's probably the best film you've ever seen. But uh, don't don't watch it Stone Cold Sober. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving away from the Wicker Man, we'll go for a last question. This one is from Craig Rathbone at Winstolf, who is one of the very, very lovely hosts over at Shark Select's pod, Shark Select podcast, I should say, who had me on there last year. Uh, definitely go check out their podcast if you like video games and so on and so forth. He asks, what is your spirit animal and why is it Judy Hopps? I just want to say, I just want to say right off the bat, you are a bad, bad man, and the listeners to this podcast will not understand my fascination with Judy Hopps. <laughs> that was going to be my introductory expression, guy. I believe I need some context. Who or what is a Judy Hopps? You can hate me, and that, and that'll be fine because I was a horrible friend. And I hurt you, and you, and you can walk away knowing that you were right all along. I really am just a dumb bunny. Judy Hopps is the bunny police officer from Zootrop Disney Zootropolis or Zootopia. Oh, I see. It's a pun. Are we about to skirt back into Rule Thirty Four territory? Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> I think I'm um, I'm on their Discord, and I think I'm maybe mentioned once. Oh, Judy Hopps, she's like, she's pretty sexy for for an animated cartoon rabbit. Which is, I can't remember how we got to talking about it. Not not sexy, but she's attractive. You need to stop drinking and using the internet <laughs> at the same time. I think is how that's come about. And then yeah, just every now and again they're like, hey, it's the bunny fancier. But yeah, and um, you're a very bad man, and stop it get some help um as for a more serious answer is it because she's an authority figure possibly maybe i don't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm now very very uncomfortable and sweating profusely and it's nothing to do with the zombieitis. <laughs> yeah. it's because he's on the internet again he's drinking profusely um <laughs> Yeah, give it, give it. A, come on, let's hear your serious answer. Then come on, try and dig yourself out of this hole. I, I don't honestly know what my spirit animal is. I, part of me says sloth because I'm lazy. Uh, I, you know what? That is actually <laughs> going to be my official answer because I have been called a sloth in the workplace, and I was given a, you know, beanie baby. I was given one that looks like a sloth, 
and that sits on my desk at work and I have told everyone I'm keeping that for evidence for when I need to go to HR. <laughs> I think it would be that or something. That or a tortoise because I procrastinate so much I, I don't do a lot of things that I say I'm going to do. I mean, yeah. case, in, it's, case in point... It, it, it's taken you an entire year to back up some files from your laptop to... I was literally drive. just about... And, I was and I've literally been asking probably every week or fortnight <laughs> for a year. And he's going, yeah, I'll do that. And I'm like, it'll take you 10 minutes to do. And it's taken him a fucking year to get round to that. But it didn't take 10 minutes. It took several hours one afternoon. That's because the laptop is completely fucked. Which is why you should have done it a year ago. So if you want to help fund a new laptop, it's streamlabs.com forward slash anyone podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to sort out the laptop. Don't don't worry. It just needed backing up. And I'm like, you can back up the fucking files on your own time. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that would be my answer because the Denny as well, apart from that, the Denny one for seconds episode, I think I got the files for that from Denny, I want to say in April Yeah, you were teasing that for and at it least came out, three months and it came out and it came out October <laughs> for Halloween it was the Halloween episode and then, because I remember every time I think we did a side order, I was like it's coming, it's coming, and then we ended up yeah. cutting out for whatever reason <laughs> because yeah. clearly I hadn't done it it was, it was nowhere close to it was it? No it wasn't it, yeah. It, it's, yeah, work <laughs> I have. I tell you what, though. I tell you what, though. Go on. Now. I have managed on, to tick off some stuff off my list now, though. To be fair, I have done that have... now. Good. Because because I've now uh, finished Uncharted uh, one to four. Good. 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 Yeah. I've I've watched yep. some shit. Yeah. Good. Not Ash yep. versus the Evil Dead. That is. I'm getting there. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm I'm getting that. I'm now going to go to our Dropbox and I'm going to pull up the list because I've been marking them off. Whilst you do that, to give to give some context as to why they call me sloth at work, is apparently because I walk really slowly. To which my immediate response is, well, yeah, why am I going to rush around? You're paying me money regardless of how much I do. <laughs> Fair. And that no, went down fair. really well, and I stand <laughs> by that. So on the list, on the list, within the last couple of months, I have. Watched the Invincible TV series because that was on my list. That is a really good TV series. I watched Shin Godzilla. I even talked about it on a side order. I do need to watch that. You need to lend me that if if that media is anywhere within your reach. It is. I will find it. Final Fantasy VII Remake is on my list and I've finished it and I talked about it in the previous episode. So there's evidence. Yeah. That took you a long fucking time as well, didn't it? I mean, yes, but it's fine. It's fine. I did it. God of War 2018. I've done it. I've finished it. Even the Mortal Kombat reboot, which is on my list, and you know we've done that because I watched it with you and then we did an episode about it afterwards. <laughs> so it's yeah, not like I'm, I'm not ticking I'm, stuff off the list. I'm just constantly adding. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, is that the race shows a bit out. Because <laughs> I will admit, before we come on to do this recording today, I was, I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do." Like, self isolating now for a week. I was like, oh, "I could work off the list," 
and then I suddenly looked at everything and I went, well, where do I start? And my suggestion was at the bottom of the box. <laughs> I can't get to the bottom of the box. There's so much. Well, in that case, you need to stop buying shit and churn through <laughs> some stuff. I'm gonna. This is this is my time. The the. This is my time to shine. <laughs> this is it. This this quarantine period is my time to shine. I plan to get a lot off the list this week. So for comparison, listeners, in all of that time. This week, I've watched three seasons of Line of Duty, which is a BBC cop show, police show procedural, which is really good. And I've been to work doing full hours. And I've watched three seasons of this show. So each (laughs) season is six hours. So I've watched 18 hours of media this week on top of being to work and that. You don't hear me with a huge list, like, complaining. (laughs) I'm not complaining. I'm just merely stating the facts. <laughs> that and to be fair, I've finished my YouTube backlog now, so that that was needed. That that needed urgent attention, and I'm slowly getting through my podcast as well. Uh, I finished Uncharted while I was listening to podcasts and stuff as well, so that was that was that. But yeah, yes. that, that that makes sense. Multitasking. Multitask. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm just looking at my little pile over there. I think they're probably going to be tomorrow's doctor about that. Oh, I'm going to watch some gore tomorrow. I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. Which will which will make which will make former guest uh, Shana proud because I recently got my hands on the Guinea Pig series on Blu-ray and some other shit. Yeah, no, listen to the gore episode. You, you, yeah. (laughs) If she's listening, yeah, that's on my list. I'm going to talk to you in depth about it when I've listened when I've watched it and come out the other side mentally scarred because I will be <laughs> hmm. see and you said that wasn't a very good question and here we are talking about guinea pig related back back to animals again and with that in mind that is it that is everything that is all of the listeners questions that is okay. everything out of the way up front right, do you want to ask me some questions because I um, always give the best answers. <laughs> What's on your list? So, I, on my list, I've got a few sort of BBC police procedurals. So, once I finish Line of Duty, I have one more season to watch. I actually want to watch The Fool, starring Gillian Anderson. Yeah, I've seen bits of that. That's quite good, yeah. Yeah, there's like three or four seasons of that, and I've always gone, that looks really good, I should watch that. And it's just one where... I don't like that thing of watching an episode and then waiting a whole week to watch another episode. I'm like, I'll wait till the whole series is out and then I'll binge it because that's the correct way to do things. Yes. And for whatever reason, whenever a series completed, I just never went back and actually binged it. Um, but now I've kind of gone, you know what? I could do with, I could do with doing that. It is very good. I remember watching some of them when they were originally broadcast. They are very, very good. Mm. Jamie Dornan is very very sinister he plays a really good part in that so i think what it was is i recently watched him in the tourist oh yeah 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 yeah. which was on the bbc iplayer at christmas time uh where he is in australia um where is he where is he sorry where is he australia say it again australia say it again australia no you didn't say it like that (laughs) australia (laughs) 
How did I say it? You know how you said it. <laughs> you know how you said it. Oh, I don't. I I can't wait to for the um play to hear this released yes. it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he's yeah. So he's in Australia. Has a crash. Comes up with some amnesia, and then people keep trying to kill him. Um. But it's sort of a comedy show. So yeah, I recently what so yeah what it was tangentially is I recently watched him in that and he was very good in that, which was another thing of going oh yeah he's one of the leads in the fall I should uh I should get round to that yeah sorry were you expecting a longer list no 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 that that was no that's perfectly apt <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we should probably round out the recording here because the zombieitis is kicking back in and yeah. I should probably yeah, go I'll, lay down and have a lem yeah. sip or something because zombieitis yeah. is getting to me. <laughs> yeah, and I need to go buy a light bulb. A light bulb? Why? Why? Don't say for lighting a room. For lighting a small surface area. Fine, fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, just want to say to everybody, thank you very, very much for listening over the past two years. It is been amazing this weird and wonderful journey that we've started uh we've i've got a lot of stuff planned for year three fucking hell year three of the podcast i know that the move to uh fortnightly is is helping in the long run i do want to go back to weekly again but it i think fortnightly for now is probably the way to go well, you don't watch stuff quickly enough or play <laughs> stuff quickly enough to, or listen stuff quickly enough to maintain a weekly uh, uh, turnaround, do you? Well, I did to start with, and then pressure, it got to me. Do you know what it was? It's Combat Week killed me with that edit. Those edits on those four uh, episodes just killed me. I was like, no, I need, uh, to, I need to slowly get back into the groove of it again. So I just want to say thank you very much, everybody, for having the patience and keep listening, subscribing, commenting, and all that sort of gubbins. Get in contact with us. We're over on Twitter as at anyone podcast. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search for us, you will find us. Longer rants, rambles, considerations can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. Do the Ukrainian Twitch stream stream on the Twitch. That's uh, twitch.tv forward slash anyone podcast. Forgot the name of the link. Don't forget to uh, the, the, don't forget to leave us a like rating review on your podcast platform <laughs> of choice. <laughs> Fuck me sideways. <laughs> Let me try that again. Uh, <laughs> I'm not editing this end bit. I'm leaving it. Oh, this is brilliant. Don't forget to leave us a like rating review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps us grow to podcast and we can reach further ears. Normally, I would say in fact, but I have zombieitis right now and that's probably not a wise idea. Yes. Listeners, let us know if you want Dave to stream more. I'd be curious to, to hear opinions. I would like to. It's finding the time and getting decent internet and everything else and getting the Twitch up and running and functioning as it as it should. But we're going to leave people with a clip now and I feel like if I can Chicken find... tonight. Oh, for God's sake. I was thinking about the 90s. 
whatever happened to that? Like that was a, like a constant advert through the nineties, going, oh, "I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight," and it was all to do with microwave chicken or something, and then it just stopped. Why is that? Was there a court case that turned out that it's killing people off for? <laughs> I'm I trying wanna... to round out the episode, and you're going on about fucking chicken tonight, and I can't tell if it's because I'm in a fever dream. Or this is genuinely happening. I'm just... I didn't say anything about chicken. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god, don't do that to me. I want to leave people with a clip. What am I going to leave them with? Ooh. What? A musical clip? Or like a highlight reel? Or just saying truly bizarre and out there? Something. I don't know what. <laughs> Because well, um, if not, it's going to be chicken tonight. I think we have our answer then. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Done. I sorted. I like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Thanks again. Stay safe. Oh, please. no, no, no. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Oh, tell you what. I'll tell you what. Tell you I'm what, trying to round what. out. I'm trying to round out. Come on. How about... Can you find... And this will be the power of the YouTube. Can you find an old 90s advert for a Disney VHS where it ends with saying, take the magic home. See if you can find that audio clip. I just want this ending outro to be lots of random audio clips from the 90s that we've discussed. Okay, fine. I will do my best. (laughs) Can I please round out the episode now? Because I'm sweating and it's not right. (laughs) It's not right. Yeah, okay then. Yeah, cool. It's not right. It's not quite right. That's nineties. Oh, That's nineties adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Roy Walker. Anyway, this is like the sixth time we've tried to round out the podcast. Now we're gonna do it. Catchphrase. Yes, I know it's catchphrase. Let me finish. But do you? Look, look. I know we've okay, picked Mr. an earlier. Chips. I know we've got an earlier. This recording is the benefit of recording. At a humane time of day where I'm not so bloody tired from being at work so I can actually contribute. And now you turn me to stop talking and being quiet. Whereas <laughs> I'm normally sitting here like yawning trying to stay upright. <laughs> I've got zombieitis. Normally I would be with it, but I've got the zombieitis. I just I just want to stop now. Alright, <laughs> uh, alright, alright. Alright, right. clips. Alright, stop. I'll load I'll load the shotgun. Right, thank you. Right. Clips of the 90s. Consider it done. Right. Thanks again. Stay safe. Please, please stay safe because you don't want zombieitis. It's it's not nice. And and you got you got this. Welcome to a world of fantasy, music, and magical entertainment. The Disney Video Collection. But don't be tempted to buy a cheap illegal pirate copy or you might just hear about it from your children. Mom, it's no good. The picture's all funny. I can't hear it! For the best in quality entertainment, people look to Disney. You can recognise an authentic Disney video either by the camera or the new Mickey Mouse hologram on the spine of the video cover or by the logo hologram on the cassette. It's your guarantee of buying a true Disney original with the quality and high standards that you and your family deserve.
Do you have lots of old movies and games? Now at Blockbuster, you can turn them into cash or credit to spend on anything in store. Your local Blockbuster, bringing entertainment home. Trade in your old movies and games and see how much you save. New Chicken Tonight recipe sauces taste so delicious, they're causing quite a stir. I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight, chicken tonight. Made with the finest ingredients, like fresh dairy cream in country French chicken or juicy tomatoes and peppers in Spanish chicken, you get a whole lot more with chicken tonight. I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. More sauce, masses of taste. Chicken tonight. Bye, everybody.